It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day from the 12th floor of 50 pin place in oklahoma city oklahoma the home of 1340 the game and news radio 1000 ktok welcome to the locked on thunder podcast i am your gracious and humble host eric g thanking you for making us a part of your day coming up on this episode of locked on thunder we will hear from reggie miller he will tell us why this would be a wasted year for oklahoma city and i don't disagree with him if they do not get to the second round plus We'll discuss the fourth straight summer of major changes coming for Oklahoma City. What will those changes be? How soon can we expect those changes? We'll discuss all that coming up in segment one. In segment two, I'm going to do my best to tell you why Oklahoma City could come back from a three games to none deficit if that were to be the case and why they may even come back from a two games to none deficit And then we'll talk a little bit more. We'll hear from Paul George, and um, we'll also talk about possible coaches that are out there, not only for other NBA teams, but if the Thunder were to go down that road. And I don't think it's wrong to talk about that right now. Who are some guys whose doors they should be knocking on? My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I host a channel for the Maven Network. It's maven.io. Check out basketballmaven.io slash thunder for all sorts of thunder content, including, but not limited to, this podcast. And um, what else? Oh, the Himalaya app. Download that to your phone, and then when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. To start this show off, I'm going to shut up and let Reggie Miller talk and let Reggie Miller tell you what the Thunder season would be if they can't get past the first round of the playoffs and the Portland Trailblazers. Wasted season. Again. Uh, you got Westbrook averaged a triple-double again. You had uh, Paul George, who was in the MVP discussion for three-quarters of the year until that shoulder injury. But to me, it's a wasted season. And it's a disappointing season because they are on the better half of the draw this year. With Golden State and Houston having to face one another in the second round, I mean, it's almost like a waltz to the NBA Western Conference Finals. And if you go out in the first round, it's really disappointing. But again, 
their makeup of their team is so they can only Paul George can shoot on that team. Yeah, I mean, in today's games, you've got to be surrounded by shooters, and they've got great talent. They've got a top ten center in Stephen Adams, and you've got two top ten players in Westbrook and Paul George. And you can't get out of the first round. And in my opinion, Paul George will probably be on the first team All NBA. And you've got Westbrook will probably be on the second team All-NBA, and you can't get out of the first round. Again, the series shift to OKC, and that building is very difficult to win in. And Portland really hasn't shown me much on the road, um, but they're playing better. All they got to do, though, is you know win their home games and they win the series. But I want to see what Portland is made of when they go into enemy territory and can they get a game. Reggie Miller is 100% right in everything he says. But one thing that Reggie Miller is not telling you is that win or lose, you're looking at a fourth straight summer of major changes with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And, and there just has to be. For something that Reggie Miller hit the nail on the head with, in this game you have shooters, Oklahoma City doesn't have them. And it's great that you've got two superstars, but... When you don't have the supporting cast to help out those two superstars, the best you can possibly hope for is probably getting to the second round, maybe getting to the Western Conference Finals. And I disagree with Reggie. Uh, I, I disagree that it's you're you're just you're going to have a primrose path to the Western Conference Finals after this round because. If the Thunder played Denver, I still don't like that matchup. I still think Denver is a terrible matchup for Oklahoma City. And when you play San Antonio, even though I feel Oklahoma City is better than San Antonio, they've got Greg Popovich on that sidelines. And not that I think coaching is the end-all, be-all in the NBA, or at least the X's and O's, but I think Popovich is worth at least two games, if nothing more. He's just a calming, confident force within San Antonio. So what does all this mean for Oklahoma City? Well, what it means is that you're going to have four years where you've pressed the reset button. And what I find so unnerving about all that is that Sam Presti spent last summer telling us the whole reason he was keeping Billy Donovan is because he didn't feel like Billy Donovan had any continuity in his roster, and that was the goal. Give Billy Donovan a roster, sign guys long-term, and then be able to grow this team together. And if that is the Thunder game plan, and they're planning on sticking with Jeremy Grant and sticking with Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook and Paul George, like that core four is going to stay here with, um, with a guy like Terrence Ferguson. And then you've got Andre Robertson up in the air as well. If that is going to be the case, then... Okay, fine, commit to it, and then bat on us because we picked the Thunder. We we overestimated what the Thunder could accomplish this year. So bat on us for that. That's not the Thunder's fault. That's our fault for having high expectations. But something tells me that that's not the way that the Thunder look at it because Sam Presti did say Oklahoma City was willing to spin, and they do, even without, even without Carmelo Anthony. And dumping that $30 million salary, Oklahoma City still has a payroll of $146 million. That is the third highest payroll in the NBA. And I don't know if you're Clay Bennett or anybody else that happens to be in ownership with the Oklahoma City Thunder, you got the third highest payroll, 
the best you can do is sixth in the West. And yeah, I know there were a couple of injuries there. Um, one we've talked about at Nazi and Paul George and Another one we just mentioned, Andre Robertson, and now there's Hamadou Diallo. Not that Hamadou Diallo was going to make a big difference in this series, but the guy is on the men six weeks after having um, elbow surgery. But I don't. I'm not satisfied. If I'm an owner and I'm spent, and I've got the third highest payroll in the NBA, and the best you can do is sixth in the West and not get out of the first round of the playoffs, I'm not satisfied. And I'm going to demand that there be changes made. Maybe it starts with Billy Donovan and you just say, hey, we know we extended him. We'll pay him off. We'll go after someone else. Maybe, and I would think where it's more likely going to happen is the roster, which totally flies in the face of everything that Sam Presti said about wanting continuity. But that's what you may have to do. You may have to gather some of these assets, and I think the Thunder have some great assets this year, probably better assets than they have had at any point in an organization. And and, and Sam Presti's proven he can take guys whom I think are lesser than what the Thunder have right now and spin them into superstars. I'm 100% certain that he could take Jeremy Grant, Steven Adams, Dennis Schroeder, and I'll say Dennis Schroeder's gone anyway, and spend them into guys that can give you some help off the bench and give you and give you some guys that can shoot and maybe even give you a two-way two guard. Um, you know, and there's also the injury with Andre Robertson you've got to deal with and figure out whether or not that guy's going to be trade bait. I can't think that he would be. I don't know anybody that would trade for him right now until he can prove that he's healthy, but that's where we are. Um, and even if you get past this first round, you're still going to have to make some very tough decisions about this team. I'm not, look, I am not on the fire Billy Donovan bandwagon. I don't know that I'll ever be on the fire Billy Donovan bandwagon, but somebody has to be held accountable for this season turning out the way it is. And yes, just because Paul George is hurt, which that is a, look, that's a valid reason to be upset. Look, that's a valid reason for you to lose in the first round is if you didn't have one of your two best players healthy. Totally fine. But it's the fact that you don't have enough people around him to make up for his loss that really ultimately damages Oklahoma City. And granted, not everybody's going to be Golden State and lose a Kevin Durant and then just rely on a Steph or a Clay or a Draymond, but I would think that the Thunder could have done a much better job of building depth on this team, which is sorely lacking at this point. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, I'm going to tell you, look, after all that, <laughs> after all that doom and gloom, I'm going to tell you why, if the Thunder were to somehow go down three games to none, why they could still come back. And we'll hear from Paul George and how he's feeling about Oklahoma City and what's going to happen here in the uh, in the next, and what's going to happen here in the next game, which is tonight at the uh, at the peak. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Make sure you uh, do yourself a favor, download that Himalaya app to your phone, and then once you download the Himalaya app to your phone, uh, when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And if you're looking for 
an item that can certainly help your life out, then try the Wise Indoor Camera. It does it all. It's packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only 20 bucks. Images so clear that you can't miss a thing. Night vision, there's two-way audio, and um, Wise just does a great job of bringing smart devices to homes to make them more accessible. You can watch it on your phone from anywhere. There's free rolling day cloud storage. And um, because you want to watch your kids, because you want to maybe do some bird watching or make sure that the guys working on your house are doing a good job, then you just need to go to wise.com slash podcast. And that's W-Y-Z-E dot com slash podcast. For just $10 more, you can get the camera with 110 degree rotation, the 360 horizontal range, and the 93 vertical range. It's all great. And remember that 14-day rolling cloud storage or that free rolling 14-day cloud storage certainly helps because you can save those images and go back and maybe take a look at something that you missed. Somebody were to take something off the front porch or somebody were to take something out of your house. It's all there again. Wise.com, W-Y-Z-E.com slash podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. So glad you could join us today. And you want to know how the Oklahoma City Thunder can come back from a two games to nothing deficit. We even teased it as kind of like three games to none deficit. But I'm going to be positive saying that the Thunder can win tonight. Um, saying that they can win. And then what that does is it puts all the pressure on Portland. Just takes one win, and all the pressure goes right back on Portland. Because as of now, the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers are living a little dangerously, believe it or not. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum having a lot of success from beyond the three beyond the arc. You start missing those shots. Oklahoma City starts taking leads. You haven't been playing all that well on the road. You haven't beaten Oklahoma City all year long on the road. Plus, it's one thing if you're the Golden State Warriors and you're up two games to none or two games to one because you've been there. The Trailblazers haven't been there. And sometimes teams like that, when they haven't overcome or they haven't gotten to certain points in the playoffs, they have a hard time handling any sort of success. Because the truth of the matter is, is no matter how fired up Blazers fans are right now, they're still expecting the other shoe to drop. And they are just waiting for Oklahoma City to get back in this series. And if that happens with a win tonight, not only are the Thunder back in this series, but now the Trailblazers start to hear all those voices. It starts to creep into their head about, well, can they close? It looked really good, but are these the same old Blazers? Was you know just a good game one, game two performance, and now we're seeing that they can't handle the matchup with Oklahoma City. So the middle game, I still think, is on Oklahoma City's side, but it does come down to a win tonight. 
The other thing is I still think Russell Westbrook can take over a game and be very dangerous despite what we have seen in the first couple of games. And even though Oklahoma City is a whopping 10 from 61 from beyond the arc, uh, one, you don't need Russ to shoot threes. You just need Russ to drive to the basket, kick out, and find somebody to shoot those threes. Namely, that guy would be Paul George. Hopefully, Terrence Ferguson, maybe Jeremy Grant can hit a timely three as well. But I do believe that there's going to come a point where Portland's shots aren't going to fall, especially those contested shots aren't going to fall. It's one thing to be C.J. McCollum and go up over Steven Adams and hit him, or, or hit when you go up over Steven Adams, but the more guys contest those shots, the more those shots don't miss. Oklahoma City is still one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and if they can get on their plan and force Portland to make some, some non-paint twos or force them to start taking some non-paint twos, start forcing turnovers, then all of a sudden, once they get a little bit of that rhythm down, and it's not just shooting, but once you start seeing results from playing on defense and you get that transition game going, then all of a sudden your attitude starts to change. And, and I'm still, I look, Oklahoma City hasn't even come close to playing a good game yet, but if they can play a good game tonight and just attack and be physical on defense, they can wear this team down. You also have no answer for Steven Adams in the paint if you're Portland. So once Oklahoma City decides that they're going to commit to that and take full advantage of it, then that also plays into Oklahoma City's favor. All this being said, am I picking them to do it? Not picking them to overcome the 0-2 deficit, not right now, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that my mind wouldn't change if Oklahoma City were to win tonight in Loud City. Well, okay, they're not playing in Loud City considering that's a 300, but if they were to win at the peak tonight, then all of a sudden things start to change for me, and, and I probably look, and I, just like anybody else, will run out and become a believer as quick as possible. Let's hear from Paul George now, and let, let's hear Paul George talk strategy for Game 3 as the Thunder get ready for the Blazers. You guys have to, to guard against thinking everything's cool if, if shots start falling and make sure you're doing all the little things on both ends too. Yeah, yeah. We're back home. We'll get you know our rhythm going. There'll be confidence game. Um, you know, we play well here. We got an amazing you know crowd home court here. Uh, we'll get back with stride being at home. Um, but you know, I'm not gonna say that just to say that we just because we're home, it's, it's going to be all fine and dandy. I mean, we got to come out, play, execute, do the things that we do to win this game, win the, our home games here. But uh, it'd definitely be a difference being back here. When you say that's not what's beating us, what <clears throat> is beating you? Uh, it's just a collection of everything. Um, you know, it's, just, it's a collection of everything. I'm, I'm not going to get into X's and O's and have, you know, people take sure. stuff out of words, I'm saying. Uh, but we, we know what we got to do. Paul Steven said that those two losses kind of made this team kind of angry. Do you feel like there's a new fire lit under this team coming back home from games 34? It should. It should. I mean, it's, it should. You know, anybody that loses two games, it's a series. It should. Does Last it, game, you attacked the basket more. Was that related to your shoulder or as you were taking, like, shorter shots, or was that just what they gave you? No, it's, you know, the first game, it was just out of rhythm. Um, trying to find shots. Second game is knowing where the shots gonna come from, knowing you know space that I can get playing at the basket. Um, 
and taking advantage of, you know, being able to get to the rim. Um, so, you know, it would be a great mix, game three. Paul McCollum specifically, it seemed like Ferguson had him completely figured out in the regular season. What is he doing differently, CJ, in the postseason? That's for us. That's for us. Paul, obviously, you know, each guy has to has to perform when he's out there. But as you and Russ, guys who are sort of focal points offensively, are there things you can do to make things easier for, for Jeremy and Terrence, guys who are struggling a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, but again, we home, they're going to shoot the ball better. Um, you know, they put a lot of work in today. They're going to shoot the ball better. Um, but, you know, we're going to continue to get easy looks for them, get, you know, open shots for them. Um, we're gonna, nothing different that we're going to do. We're going to play our game. Um, it's, it's, you know, fact of the matter is we, we just haven't shot the ball well. Um, but, you know, that's going to change. Again, this is a long series. It's going to change for us. How many points did finish off quarters? Because you guys control the first half. They do pretty much. They got to run. They tied it up. Yeah. I think they probably felt pretty good about that, seeing how it really gone. Yeah, they, you know, it, it's it's very important, very key to, to close out with momentum and not give a team momentum going into a, a new half or a new quarter. Um, just because you're on that floor, you just feel much more comfortable. You feel um, a lot more in tune. Uh, and then the, your margin for error, you know, it, it kind of goes up a little higher. Um, knowing that you have momentum, you're playing well, guys are confident, they're trying new stuff. Um, so as much as, as, as possible that we can eliminate you know, that factor um, of them having momentum, uh, be the better for us. Paul, not to harp on the shoulder, but you've said that the problem really is when you get contact and stuff. Is that affecting your matchups on defense at all and how long you can be on guys like Lillard where you would have to fight over a bunch of screens? Uh, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, we, we have, you know, two, Russ and, and Ferg um, are, are two guys that can run and chase them. Um, and I like to be the support uh, of clogging the lanes, shrinking the floor, um, and helping them out. But again, you know, those adjustments, we'll get to that when we get to it tomorrow. When you're talking about the fire that losing those first two games, does, I mean, if you were to fall to 3-0, and obviously that's something no one's ever gotten out of. Is that something that you're aware of and thinking of at all when it comes to that fire after the two losses? No. Nah. The fire comes from, we got to protect home court the same way they did. Terrence Ferguson, whatever he's doing against C.J. McCollum, obviously isn't working. And whether the Thunder want to tell us or not what he's doing wrong, I think we can see with his own eyes that it's a complete mismatch. And in this day and age of the NBA, I don't expect Terrence Ferguson to shut him down. I'm not even sure it's capable. I'm not even sure you're, you're capable of shutting anyone down in the NBA anymore when they're that good of a score, but I do expect you to slow him down enough. And I do expect Billy Donovan to come up with some sort of scheme, whether it's switches or something else, to get somebody on CJ McCollum to make life a little bit more difficult for him. And really, that's all you got to do if you're Terrence Ferguson. Just make him shoot contested shots because eventually... Those suckers aren't going to fall. The law of averages weighs it out. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone. Then when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Coming up next, some guys that uh, could help the Thunder out if the Thunder if the Thunder decide to make a change. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. Thank you for listening on Google Podcast, on Apple Podcast, and of course, downloading that Himalaya app to your phone. So we've seen some coaching changes in the NBA. Uh, Luke Walton going to the Sacramento Kings, most notably. And if the Thunder decide to go down that road, which again, I'm finding it very hard to think that they would fire Billy Donovan after giving him an extension. But I will indulge you. If you are on the fire Billy Donovan bandwagon, I will indulge you with a little bit of this talk now. And the first guy that I pick up the phone and call is Darvin Ham. He's an assistant with the Milwaukee Bucks. And yeah, I've known Darvin uh, for quite some time, but Darvin has experience. One, he's been a longtime assistant in the NBA. Uh, I think he's been in, I think, you got to go back. He was on uh, Mike Brown's staff with the Lakers. Yeah, and I know Mike Brown didn't last all that long, but Darvin did. I think Darvin got to do a season with the Lakers. And ever since then, he's been attached to Mike Budenholzer, either at Atlanta or Milwaukee. Um, plus, he's got playing days in the NBA. He's won a championship with the Detroit Pistons. And he's a guy that does an excellent, excellent job of being able to speak players' language. He can also deal with management. He can deal with a guy like Sam Presti, no problem at all, and understands perfectly that it's Sam's team and he's going to make the shot. Darvin and I have talked about this. Um, I haven't talked to him specifically about becoming the coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, but he understands the way that the Thunder are run. If there was anybody I think might be able to get through to Russ and certainly could help with the development of Steven Adams, um, considering the fact that Darvin works with a lot of big men in the NBA, he would be a guy whose door I would knock on. In fact, even if you're not making a change, I would go get Darvin on the staff and groom him to be ready for that position if, in fact, a change needs to be made or you um, or Billy Donovan wants to move on and go back to college. Um, Monty Williams, that name keeps coming up for a lot of jobs, and I've got a Laker fan that listens to this podcast. And look, I think Monty, Monty Williams, a tremendous hire for anyone. First-class guy here in Oklahoma City. I don't think he would... There's part of me that doesn't think he would come back to Oklahoma City considering everything that went on here with his wife passing away and dying tragically in that car accident, and I could certainly understand that. I think he would be a tremendous fit for the Lakers. He's a first-class guy. He's very respected. He got rooked at New Orleans. That's another guy I think you keep in, in the back of your mind. And then there's Mo Cheeks. And just because Mo Cheeks wasn't successful at Detroit. It doesn't mean that he can't be successful here at Oklahoma City, but I just, these are the guys that I'm thinking of what I would caution anybody on though. One, I, A, I don't think it's going to happen, but B, 
I also think you got to remember that you look at a guy like Mike Malone, look at Brett Brown, look at guys like that who are having success in the NBA and weren't necessarily that quote-unquote name-type coach because you know the guy everybody's going to throw out is Mark Jackson, and I just don't see that working out. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be back tomorrow to get you ready for Game 4 between the Portland Trailblazers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.